Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. Imagine saying the words, I just got hit by a whale. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and that's right, a Australian wing surfer never saw this coming. I mean, the odds of this are not exactly zero, but they are astronomically low. This Australian wing surfer was minding his own business, and he did have a GoPro kind of camera situation running while he was surfing, and it captures the whole thing. The whale just coming up out of the water and body slamming this guy. It's kind of brutal when you watch the footage, which was circling on TikTok. And then as he composes himself, he looks into the camera and he says, I just got hit by a whale. Not that he hit a whale, a whale hit him. And so this weekend, my husband and I were watching a movie. It was one of those, you know, inspired by a true story movies, Mm -hmm. which are always super inspiring. But also, I'm often reminded when I'm watching those that the middle of the story is like the hardest Mm. and usually the most unclear. Yeah. But it's so predictable. Like every movie that you watch like that, where it's like based on a true story, you're like, oh, we're about to that part of the movie. The messy middle. Or things. Yes, the messy middle. It's there every time. Every single time. And yet you get to watch this like two hour movie where everything wraps up nicely <laughs> right. in the span of two hours. Which is like, the nice Aw. thing about the messy middle in a movie. You exactly. know that in about 30 more minutes, everything's yeah. going to be resolved. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Whereas when you're living right. in the me- messy middle of your life, you're not so sure. You don't know where the finish line like, is. Where, yeah, where are we or going? Or if there is one. Or if there is one. Where are we going? What's happening? What's going on right now? It's a little bit mm. frustrating mm-hmm. and sometimes discouraging. And so if you're finding yourself there, I just want to share something that gave me some hope today from Psalm 136. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. This is talking about God. And I believe this applies to the messy middle of our stories. Even in those places, he's there with us. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. How much do you think you could eat in one sitting? Or change that, how much could you eat in 12 minutes? Well, I came across this story. Uh, comes from the UK, a Mexican restaurant in the UK. A woman named Leah, she seems to be a YouTuber, influencer type personality. She decided to take up this restaurant's challenge of eating a 30 inch burrito. Yeah, 30 inches, I think it weighed like six pounds. It was stuffed to the brim with everything that the restaurant had. And if she ate the whole burrito, 30 inches of burrito, then she was gonna get a t-shirt, she was gonna get the meal for free, and she was gonna go on the wall of fame. And so there was a lot at stake for her. Plus, if she didn't finish, she was gonna have to pay a hefty fine for that giant burrito. So all of this was captured on YouTube and she was timed. She had about, I think, 20 or 30 minutes in the challenge to complete the 30 inch burrito. And she finished 
in like 11 minutes. Almost 12 minutes, she finished that entire thing. The restaurant owner was super shocked and surprised. He said he's seen grown men cry over this thing and like, you know, not, not do well. Let's say that. So the fact that she was able to chomp this thing down... I can tell you I would not have been able to do that. I struggle to finish my Chipotle burrito. Kara, in the last 15 years or so since smartphones have been a thing, or even the last 25 years ago since cell phones in general have been a thing, yeah. have you ever accidentally gotten your <laughs> phone wet uh-huh. or dropped it in yeah. the pool? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this happened to me once as well, back with before smartphones, back with a, a regular cell phone. Yeah. I was laying in bed. And I like reached over to check what time it was on my phone. And I looked at the the clock on the phone and then I was going to put it back on my nightstand. Uh And I felt what I thought was the lip of like the bedside table. It was actually the lip of my glass of water. And I just (laughs) dropped it right into the water. (laughs) And whenever this happens, when your uh, phone gets wet, there is one rather folksy sounding remedy that we all have heard of before. Yep. What do you do when your phone gets wet? You put it in rice. Put it in rice. For some reason. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think the logic here is that, well, like, rice absorbs water. True. And we need to absorb the water, get it, rid of the water. Okay, yeah. So you put your phone in rice. <laughs> Makes and sense. And this is a thing, yeah, that has existed ever since cell phones have. Yeah. But uh, Apple has come out and finally confirmed once and for all Uh-oh. that we should not do this. Oh, okay. Do not put your, your iPhone in a bag of rice. Okay. When the device gets wet. Uh They've officially added this to their customer support guidance. Wow. Support page says, do not do this. It's getting serious. Doing so could allow small particles of rice to damage your iPhone. Oh, well. So you're more likely to damage it than help it. (laughs) never thought rice. of that. Well, there's a, a couple of different things going on here. First yeah. of all, there was some studies done a while back that showed there's actually lots of other things that are much better at absorbing water than rice is. You know, it's a good point. It's near the bottom of the list of things <laughs> you would want to use. But more importantly than that, and all of these different things you could use, yeah. there are studies that show that just leaving your phone out in a room, yeah. it's going to dry out faster <laughs> than if you suffocate it in a bunch of and rice or something because then the air can't get to it to evaporate the water. Okay, that's pretty funny. So um, it's it sounds it like a good trick. Yeah. It's not a good trick. Oh boy. And Apple has finally confirmed it. So okay. the next time you accidentally pull an Anson, yeah. you drop your phone <laughs> in your glass of water, just yep. set it out on a shelf. Okay. Make sure you let it dry all the way. All right. And then try turning it back on. Oh my goodness. teenage siblings is kind of crazy. Zoe here with you on Real FM. For some context, there is a 10-year age gap between me and my youngest sibling, Sam. So I was 10 years old when he was born. I kind of helped raise him. I changed his diapers. I fed him bottles. I loved this kid to death. I was very involved with him as he was growing up, reading books with him before bed. Oh, some of my fondest memories, baking with him. And now you see it coming out as I'm talking. It's oozing out of my mouth. The the motherliness, the like, oh, he was so cute. He was so sweet. And I know I must be such a giant embarrassment now because I see him now and he's this strapping young teenage young man who's growing up. And I'm like, ah, what happened to you? And he's starting to act more like a teenager. He's got more of those moods. He's a little, you know, moody. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is what has happened to you? What what do I do? I'm I'm struggling to figure out how to like 
interact with him these days because he's a 14 year old he's trying to be like a cool kid you know and I'm just this weird older sibling who thinks of him as the little four-year-old that used to bake with me and so yeah I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with having teenage siblings it's a weird world to be in So Anson, I grew up a youth group kid, <laughs> spent a lot of time at youth group and mm-hmm. had a lot of fun, you know, playing crazy games and <laughs> doing things that youth group kids do. Oh, yes. Made a lot of good friends there. Uh, but there are some things that I feel like I've I've almost kind of had to unlearn from my youth group days. Mm. And maybe it's not even anything that was like directly taught to me. It yeah. may just be that I kind of, I don't know, absorbed it and took it slightly into an unhealthy direction. I think sometimes when we're young, maybe we don't completely understand the nuances of what's trying to be communicated to Mm -hmm. us. So I've just been reflecting on that a little bit. Maybe some lessons that it could be good to unlearn from my younger days. Yeah. And one of those is this idea that all of my peers, friends, uh, other people who don't share my faith are the enemy. Mm. You know, I feel like that's something that I, I kind of absorbed this this idea and this pressure to like, I got to stay strong for God and everyone's going to attack my beliefs constantly uh, and maybe mock me for it. Maybe they're doing this behind my back. And so I was the kid that like walked around school with the Christian t-shirts, like <laughs> some kind of bulletproof vest, you okay, know, yeah. and I memorized all the brilliant apologetic arguments in mm. favor of Christianity, just in case anyone cornered me right. at any moment. You'd have all the answers. I have all the answers. I'm ready. And unfortunately, I think what actually happened, even though maybe my intentions were good, is I ended up distancing myself from everyone who didn't believe mm. like I did. Yeah. And and therefore, I kind of put up this wall around me and I was kind of unapproachable. Right. It's kind of like taking this like confrontational stance yeah. before a confrontation before... <laughs> even occurs. Yes. Right. It's like, I'm ready to fight somebody. I'm ready. And they're like, we don't, we don't want to we fight. Don't, nobody we wants just, to fight you. We yeah. just, you want a Snickers bar? Like, you know, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. And so I, I think it's it's beneficial to be like, man, it, maybe it's good to take a step back and go, maybe it's not us versus them. Mm. Maybe it's good to remember when we're young and when we're old that we're all a lot the same. We're, we're complicated. We're quirky. We're broken. We're all children of God. And we're beloved. Exactly. And maybe we can look for the bright image of God in each other instead of trying to break each other up into us versus them. Turning a quarter of a century, in my opinion, is a pretty big deal. And they say when you turn 25, your frontal cortex is like fully developed. So are you more of an adult? I'm not really sure, but I am almost 25. Birthday's coming up in a couple weeks, and I am so excited. In fact, I asked Anson and Kara on the recent episode of Real FM Rewind when we sat together for our podcast. I asked them, you know, what should I do for my big 25? I had a couple ideas, but I wasn't sure which direction to go. So I asked them, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? I listened to their feedback. I listened to their opinions and I am not doing what they suggested. I'm just throwing that all out the window. I was like, you know, I thought about it for a few days and then I was actually trying to like write out my invitations and start the process. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think this is going to work. And that's okay. I'm very different than Anson and Kara and that's okay. But yeah, you should totally listen to that episode to figure out what I'm not going to end up doing. (laughs) But yeah, I am so excited for this party and just to just to be 25 years old is really crazy and weird when you think about it we really uh go we're, we're here on this earth but a blip you know we are vapor in the wind we are like grass it goes by so so fast 
And as I'm getting older and older, it just seems like it goes faster and faster. So the moral of the story is to celebrate your birthdays and live in the present. Every day is a gift. So, Kara, there's this fun situation that comes up a lot as a parent where (laughs) you want your kids to want to help out around the house. Yeah. You want to teach them about doing chores. Yeah. About being a part of the household and participating. Right. Yeah. But then there's this reality that sometimes, especially depending on the age of the kid, Uh um, their help, in quotes, (laughs) Is yeah. not really all that helpful, uh-huh. and it yeah. just makes doing the thing slower, uh, much harder, yeah, or more difficult. Right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I experienced this yesterday. Oh boy! My kids were very bored. Yeah, they were wanting to come up with something to do. Oh boy! And they were like, "We have this brilliant idea. Okay, something that would be fun, but that would also really help mom and dad. Oh, we want to go wash the car. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean that's a big one. Yeah. Okay. So they come to me with this proposal, <laughs> and I think they were expecting me to be like really excited about wow my kids want to wash the car that's so thoughtful of them oh boy all i could think of is like (laughs) all the ways this was going to go wrong Uh like i'm trying to do some work right now and i don't really have time to like monitor the situation or supervise Uh it who knows how much water or soap (laughs) or things we may end up using yes who knows what rags we're going to find to wash Uh, the car yeah not to mention the fact that my personal expectation is by the time the car is quote unquote washed, they're going to yeah. probably not going to be any cleaner than when they started. Right. And then the kids will need washing probably because <laughs> right. they'll be filthy and wet. So all this like goes <laughs> through my mind, but I try to keep my straight face and be like, you know oh, what? Good you job. need something to do. Great. Go, sure. Go wash the car. <laughs> I'll move it out into the driveway for good, you. Good luck. So with we this. set a few ground rules. They did it. And to their credit, no disasters occurred. Oh, good. So that was really wow, good. that's big. Um, now, uh, my gut feeling on the car probably not being a lot cleaner, that one did prove to be true. <laughs> I walked out there, and there's just these beautiful, like, streaks. Streaks, yeah. You know, like, all over oh, the car. Oh, yeah, look how pretty. Right, and yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, one for two <laughs> is not bad. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> Do you feel like you're doing enough? Zoe here with you on Real FM, and that was a question that plagued me through my college years, not feeling like I was doing enough. Sure, my schedule was super packed with college classes, juggling different jobs, relationships. I was busy, but I didn't feel like I was doing enough for the kingdom. I didn't feel like I was doing enough for God, and it riddled me with guilt. And I talked to people about it like, hey, I feel really bad that I'm not doing enough maybe in church or in communities, and I'm not sure what to do. And people would encourage me and say, well, this is just the season of life that you're in. You're just really busy, Zoe. It's not a big deal. But I felt this guilt and this pressure. And now I'm in a new season, and I'm like, okay, new season. I'm supposed to get at it. I'm supposed to get to the good work, to the holy work that I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to serve God and serve my community and do things. And I was asked if I could help with a specific thing at my church, bringing snacks basically for this thing. I was like, yes, of course, I wanna help, I wanna serve. And then as I'm like doing the work and bringing the snacks, doing the thing that I said I would do, I was a little like frustrated because I was like, wait a second, this doesn't feel holy. This doesn't feel like I'm helping the kingdom. This doesn't feel like enough. I'm not doing enough. And I I heard this voice inside my head feeling negative about the whole situation. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Come on now. I may not be able to see 
like how the work that I'm doing, bringing snacks to a, a church thing, I may not be able to see the direct way that it's impacting my community, but it is. I may not be able to see it, it may not be very clear or evident, but I am doing holy work. There is holiness in the mundane. And you know, it's a big thing to say yes to any opportunity that comes our way. And the fact that I was able to volunteer is important and does matter. It is enough, even if it doesn't seem like it. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>